Okay, everyone, this episode is going to be a bit more dark, uh, more unhinged, and all around more twisted than our previous reads, because uh, not only are we walking into a clubhouse of notorious motorcycle gang, but we are also going to dig up one nasty and fanatical sex cult in Tilly Cole's first installment of the Hades Hangman series entitled It Ain't Me, Babe, because hashtag it ain't me. Welcome back, everyone. This is DNF Happy Hour. If you're a listener of Read, Watch, or DNF, you'll recognize us. That's Mel B, Jackie D, your host. Hey. Last week, we talked about stalker smut um, that did not have a happily ever after. I mean, I guess it could be arguable, but it's not your traditional happily ever after. And Belle Aurora's Raw. This week, we're, uh, we're checking out the lost and found for lovers in the gritty world of motorcycle romance her mm. anyways just a warning we record these after our main show so we're a bit sloshed so you know we are hashtag sorry not sorry for whatever is about to come out of our mouth okay let me set the scene for you i am going through a dark spot where i am overly addicted to tiktok <laughs> i mean i am sending jackie easily 20 tiktoks an hour yeah yeah and part of that tiktok is a book talk so i just became obsessed i mean that's how we got into this mess in the first place with den of vipers yeah so i've i've just been devouring book after book after book and i'm like i want to try something different and i'm scrolling scrolling liking sharing you know saving reposting whatever you know it's it's insane it's hours upon hours i don't think i got anything done during that time in my life but there's a post that comes up and it's got some like cool little music to it because that's what tiktok is and it's just a very pretty cover to me i i thought it was an interesting dramatic cover of this guy with a motorcycle like there's trees it is it's pretty dramatic yeah and and pretty and yeah yeah and there's like this girl in the background and the title is It Ain't Me, Babe. And I'm like, whoa, tell me more book talk. I need that in my life. I need that in my life. Because I am now, I am, I think this may have been also at the beginning of my like dark, like dark, dark, dark romance. You were, you were reading a phase. lot of, yeah, you were reading a lot of the, uh, the gangster uh, stuff at the time. Yeah. All the mafia stuff. Yeah. I think that's what we, we read raw was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was yeah. some other stalker stuff. Yeah, it's just it, brutal, right? So I think that's like where my TikTok or BookTok algorithm got me. So I'm getting all those type of books. So this one pops up, It Ain't Me, Babe. And I go, okay, pull it up. Kindle Unlimited, perfect. I actually start to read the synopsis a little bit. And I realize that it is a considered a MC... If you see those two letters, MC, that is a motorcycle club. 
but that is an MC romance, so a motorcycle club romance. I did not realize this was a thing. But when you start talking about romances, like, they get very specific. Yeah. Jackie, I have to send this site to you. It's called, like, romance.io. You could literally pick and choose and take away the trope, and it'll give you a list of the romance novels that fall into that category. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure to pick books. It really is, and it has saved my life. I live for it. I, I have it saved as a favorite. It is a bookmark of mine. Like, I can you avoid certain things? Yes. Like reverse harems? Yes. I'll send it to you so you can look at it. But while you're looking at all the different categories and then the, the like subcategories, if you don't like it, turn off the little eye. So it means that it, it won't, if it's in a book, it'll take it out of the, so okay. even if it has the other tropes that you're looking for, it'll take you out. And the reason why I live by this now is because you heard me freak out over that other book that I read with the cheating trope in it and I still have not been able to unclench my thighs okay I'm still that upset about it so (laughs) I'm I'm not meaning to laugh I'm seriously not meaning to laugh your struggle is real it's real you don't understand how angry at my husband I was over this book to the point where he's no idea what I'm talking about but I was furious I wanted to fight him (sighs) over the fictional characters in the book (laughs) that were cheating on each other (laughs) Never, never mind fighting your husband based on stuff that happens in your dreams. Now, now it's things that happen with completely fictional characters that yeah, have don't nothing exist. to do with you. Yeah. That's somebody I've never met ever in my life made up in their head and put on mm-hmm. paper. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I went to this site. I was looking at all the different categories because I had used this before. I'd seen it, but I didn't really like play around with it. I wanted to see if this book has it um, categorized with that on there. So I pulled it up and it does. It shows you when you pull up the book, it shows you all the little categories. And these are from people that have read the book and they vote on like which ones are more prevalent than the others. So this one had cheating and it was up there pretty high. Yeah. So then I looked at the categories and I saw cheating and I turned it off and I saved it as my reset. So it doesn't matter what I'm looking for. It'll never have that in there. <laughs> because you'll notice like when you start clicking on tropes that you want, it'll start, it'll show you like, if you go to another trip, like how many results you're going to get. But then obviously, if you unclick or, you know, turn off the cheating, then it, the number goes down. And I was surprised that there are so many books out there with this trope. I'm like, who wants to read that? Why? Why? I, people are Why? sick. Well, it, it, okay, I, I've been in porn shops in Germany. And <laughs> wow, okay. Shiza porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want it. I know. It Two exists. In a cup. People Two want it. Cup. So. But this is like, okay. I'm not into kink shaming. I'm not going to do that. People want to do weird shit. Unless, it, you know, like, like there's a line, obviously. You. Yeah. Just don't involve don't hurt other people or animals. Like leave them out of, <laughs> leave them out of it. Okay. But if you want to roll around in someone's shit, I don't care. That's a kink. Like that's just something that you have a kink for. But the cheating thing, like that is something that's so visceral and emotional. Like why do you want to put yourself through that over fictional characters? Like, I'm about to throw hands over somebody that does not exist, that is cheating with somebody what? else that does not exist. Yeah. I was so upset. So upset. So anyway, moral of the story is, fuck that. I took it out. <laughs> so no more cheating. So yeah, so, motor- so MC romance is a thing. And this was the first MC romance that I read. And I think I actually picked pretty wisely because when I look at other, I think, I think I've read some other ones. I have to check my Goodreads, but they are not as memorable as the Hades hangman. Because there are some characters yeah. in there that are just... Some very memorable Chef's characters. Chef's kiss. 
So I, I will say that I read this pretty quickly, but I did need to take a few breaks while reading it because I'm not one to be affected by trigger warnings. I usually don't even look at them. I'm, well, now I'm going to look for cheating, but that's about it. <laughs> but the, the trigger warnings themselves, I, you know, it is what it is. I think I, I detached myself enough where it doesn't really affect me. But there's, this was a whole new level. There's stuff in here that is raw. And I would absolutely check the trigger warnings. Yeah. When it comes to pedophilia, mm-hmm. hard limit for me. Like that is something that will definitely, definitely affect me. Jackie and I've talked about this author before because she's actually done a lot of work in these fields and done a lot of studies on sort of the, the cults and these sort of fanatical sex cults. Yeah. So I think because she's coming at it from a pretty educated perspective, she's able to present it in a way where you feel that like this is disgusting and we all, it's ab- abhorrent and we hate it. So there's no glorification whatsoever through the book. So whenever it's it's brought up, you're like, yeah, fuck that. And you feel that mm-hmm. in a book, like there's a camaraderie about we're all against this. It's like watching a documentary at that point where it's like bad shit happened. I'm a very forgiving person. You know the smell. Yes, Very forgiving. Yeah, I give people way too many chances, but... And I'm like napalming bridges if you look at me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this book, this is one of those cases where the people who were doing these things to these children, yeah. uh, I wanted them to die. Yeah. Fiery, painful deaths. Absolutely. Every single one of them. I was like, this isn't happening quick enough. I remember when I was reading this, you, I don't remember what you were on, because I know you didn't want to get into the mafia stuff. You were like, "Mm, no. And then when I switched to the motorcycle stuff, I didn't really think you were going to be into it. What made you pick it up finally? I honestly don't know. I think I was in a dry spell. Like Mm. everything I was reading at the time, I was just like, "Mm, Mm. meh, meh. Didn't want to do it. So I started. I think I was already on like book three or something before you even picked up the first one. Yeah. Jackie sees me crying or clenching or something. And she's like, can you send that to me? Can you actually hear it? Here's my here's my Kindle app. Can you pull that up for me? Can you add it? I'm like, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the trope that we are going to focus on for this episode is it in. We kind of named it ourselves. I've seen it referenced this way um, in some places, but it's not like your specific trope. But it's this sort of like lost and found love trope thing where you always, there's the second chance love, right? You get that. That's sort of redemption love where they were with each other, then they come back. It, it, it almost reminds me of what was that stupid Nicholas Sparks book they made a movie, Dear John? Yeah, like it's like they were there and then like. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I think I it's Dear John. I think Channing know. Tatum was in it where they like. A Walk to Remember. I, I remember that one. That's it. Yeah, or like The Notebook. Actually, you know what? I think Nick, Nicholas Sparks does oh. a lot of second chance where it's like they're together and then it's like because of whatever reason they can't yeah. be together, then they separate and they all live their own lives but then they're like oh my god i need you and they come back second chance it's all written in the style of c-spot run i opened up the the pandora's box of jackie hates nicholas sparks <laughs> i'll get us back I on can't, track guys i can't i cannot i've i've tried to read at least two or three nicholas sparks novels and i have not gotten past page five they are pretty bad but anyway that's the second chance love we're talking about this this lost and found where there's some sort of serendipitous uh, meeting between the two main love interests and for the most part in romance novels the 
main love interests are introduced very, very early on. Um, and may even come into contact within like the first three chapters. Sometimes it, you have like their story in the prologue. So this is what we get here. And I, I believe it's in the prologue where you have the main male character and you have the main female character and they are children and through some, you know, I'll let you guys read the book, but they come together and meet each other. They don't know who the other one is, but it's just sort of this serendipitous type meeting between the two of them through a fence. And they are young. I think they're like 10 and 6 or something. They're, they're very, very young. And then obviously he gets pulled away, she gets pulled away, and that's it. So you're just thinking like... This isn't the first one. Ra was another one because they met each other as children. And then... Oh, yeah, but that comes out later. Yeah. So that's like a, that's like a plot twist. This is where we're introduced to the, the main love interest right away so to a point where like you know that there's there has to be something that happens right there's no reason the author's writing about this in the prologue about these two kids meeting each other and then he's just fascinated i think they even have like their first kiss or something it's like very 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 yeah. innocent it's just very very simple so you're just like you know that they're going to come back together that's what i mean where in raw it was like there was something and then they were having flashbacks and then later on there's like you know plot twist um which jackie yeah. just spoiled for everyone so good job jackie <laughs> she's like fuck you're your welcome romance, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it was, still good though it is very they good they can still read it, it yes you can good. yes you can yeah. but yeah so we have here the two kids and then we i think in the first chapter we f we flash forward what like uh 10 years or something or 12 years like they are definitely adults now they are no longer children <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk about this book, right? It is currently available on Kindle Unlimited. If you were to go to Kindle Unlimited or Amazon and pull it up, this is the write-up for it. Sinning never felt so good. A fortuitous encounter. A meeting that should never have happened. Many years ago, two children from completely different worlds forged a connection. A fateful connection. An unbreakable bond that would change their lives forever. Dot, dot, dot. Salome knows only one way to live under Prophet David's rule, in the commune she calls home. Salome knows nothing of life beyond her strict faith, nor of life beyond the fence. I love how fence has a capital F. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fence. The, <laughs> the fence that cages her, keeps her trapped in an endless cycle of misery, a life she believes she is destined to always lead until a horrific event sets her free. Fleeing the absolute safety of all she has ever known, Salome is thrust into the world outside, a frightening world full of uncertainty and sin, into the protective arms of a person she believed she would never see again. River, quote-unquote, Sticks, Nash, knows one thing for certain in life. He was born and bred to wear a cut. Raised in the turbulent world of sex, Harleys, and drugs, Styx unexpectedly has the heavy burden of the Hades hangman gavel thrust upon him, and all at the ripe old age of 26, much to his rival's delight. Haunted by a crushing speech impediment, Styx quickly learns to deal with his haters. Powerful fists and iron jaw and the skillful use of his treasured German blade has earned him a fearsome reputation as a man not to be messed with in the shadowy world of outlaw MCs. A reputation that successfully keeps most people far, far away. Sticks has one rule in life. Never let anyone get too close. It's a plan that he has stuck to for years. That is, until a young woman is found injured on his lot. A woman who looks uncannily familiar. A woman who clearly does not belong in his world. Yet a woman he feels reluctant to let go. 
MC Romance Motorcycle Club is a subgenre that is uh, very intense and not for the weak of heart or for someone who will get offended easily. These stories are mixed with brotherhood, loyalty, trust, sexy bad boys, tattoos, leather, Harleys, and an attitude. Our favorite part? Reviews. 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 Jackie, why don't you start us out? Okay. Uh, reviews. Goodreads. Because unfortunately, this has not been adapted mm-hmm. to any kind of TV series or not movie yet. or anything. No. 4.09 out of 5. It's pretty high. Yeah. For a very niche type romance. Yeah. 46,000 ratings, uh, just under 5,000 reviews. That's a lot. Yeah. Highest concentration is 5 out of 5. I was one of those. Yeah. 5 out of 5 is 44%. 4 out of 5 is 31%. And then uh, 3 to 1 makes up about 23%. Ah, okay. And uh, so a lot of the 1 out of 5s that I found, uh, they were DNFs. And Mm. I think that is because people did not like the language. Mm, that sounds about right. Women constantly referred to as bitches and mm. stuff like that. So, and then I think once you add in the uh, the commune stuff, it starts to get really, really intense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first review: five out of five. Warning: drinking is a must for this book. This is a messed up book. I can tolerate certain, probably, probably okay. a certain amount of dark. Yeah, certain amount of dark reads, but this book definitely had uh, a hard time, a hard limit for me. Sorry. The crap those girls have endured makes me squirmed. (laughs) The detailed descriptions of their tortures are literally embedded in my brain. Now I need to read a fluffy book before I can go back to reading the second book. I am just glad that May found her knight and shining armor in sticks. (laughs) writer dot 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 damn yeah english is not a first language that last part it was uh may found her knight and it should be in shining armor in sticks period writer dot 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 damn writer is a character that Shakes things up a bit, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Is a don't, good Jackie, don't way say to anything more. Don't say anything more. We don't do spoilers here. You have to figure it out. Not in this. Not in this show. Not in this show. The other one, you're fucked. Yeah, we're going. We tell you everything. We yeah. start off yeah. in the preview with this one. <laughs> yeah. So we have one more five out of five. It says if you enjoy a raw and gritty MC novel, this is the book for you! Exclamation point. I really hope that she will write Maddie and Flame's story. She does. And the reason I put that in there is because she does, and I love it. I love that's our favorite. It's book three. If you just want to skip book one and two and go straight to three, I don't actually recommend it because it's kind of. And then there's another one. <laughs> yeah. Book and then eight. there's another one. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. Yay. <laughs> okay. Three out of five. It Ain't Me, Babe is an okay read. I like some parts, mostly the last 25 to 30%. And other times I find myself cringing at the cheesy dialogue. Overall, not amazing, just mediocre. I'm honestly more excited about Flame's story. Mm -hmm. This man was nuts, but I'd be lying if I said he wasn't my kind of nuts. Heart, can't wait for his book. Yeah, Flame is... um... 
pick that one because flame. Now, one out of five. I cannot believe this book. I lost count of how many times the words whore and bitch are mentioned. I seriously cannot believe this. The whole thing is so, in all caps, wrong. And I just read Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) Okay. If that doesn't say anything about how messed up this book is, nothing else will do. Everything is so sick in this story. Slut-shaming, toxic relationships, women literally treated like things that have to be owned. I am so grossed out. They didn't grossed. So grossed (laughs) out by this book. I can't even. Now, first of all, I already know why this got one star. If you thought that you were one slutty bitch reading Fifty Shades of Grey, (laughs) that's your first problem. That's your first problem. That book is nothing. That is like a coloring book compared to these other ones. Now we're going to get into how we would cast this. Because our main show, we talk about everything they did wrong during an adaptation so we try to like be proactive and help them out tell them how to do it right (laughs) first up favorite character and who would you cast (sighs) i will let jackie go first because she got to our outline first and stole my motherfucking man so i'm gonna let her be the floozy that she is go ahead jackie okay favorite character mr flame Mm. I would like him to be played by Travis Fimmel of the Vikings. Here's my problem with that pick. Because Travis Fimmel cannot be anybody but Ragnar in everything else that he is. So he can be flame. No, I don't want a Viking flame. And that's what Travis Fimmel is going to give us. I do. But I found (laughs) the fan casting page and we have Josh Mario John. Who is a model, and he is excessively beautiful and very, very, very tatted up. And the author gives him two thumbs up. Yes. Even though he has blonde hair and we'd need to change that and he'd need to wear contacts. Yeah, she acknowledges that the coloring is not right, but chemicals can change that. Or she's just going to go back and rewrite his character. (laughs) Every time it says dark hair, he's going to be like, blonde, dirty blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. So the name again is Josh Mario John. So I do agree that this dude, um, the the model, is perfection on screen, but he's not an actor. And I get worried when you put models in front of a camera. It's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. And Flame is going to need some serious acting because this dude is fucked like he is insane he's crazy yeah he has demons literal fire Mm. demons inside of him so i don't i don't i don't want a model that's just like uh, like brute like i don't want that i need an actor an actor because i'm also (laughs) picking flame even though he is he's really not at the forefront of this story he's a minor character in the story (laughs) But you but can tell from the Mel, Mel, we're 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 building two. Yes, because it's, the third he's the season. important one. He's impo- the important yeah. one. By the time we get to the third season, then hopefully they just like don't give a shit about the other ones and they just focus on Flame because he's the most. Well, strong. honestly, I love Flame and Maddie's story the best. It's out so of all good. Of them, it's so, so good. Yeah. 
So for Flame, though, I struggled with this because I agree I wanted to find someone that sort of looks like this dude, the Josh Mario John. But I think that Jake Gyllenhaal can do it because he's tall. He would have to beep beef up. But he does, he can beef up. Like, yeah, yeah. He can he beef can. up like big. We saw that in Jarhead. Yeah. Jarhead, um, Southpaw, when he plays yeah. the box. Like, he can beef up. Oh, yeah. But he also has like that really sort of wiry frame to him where he can yeah. beef up, but he's still tall. And um, crazy eyes. Crazy eyes, which his eyes are that blue that would mm-hmm. match flames and he's dark haired and he yeah. is a good actor he's a great actor yeah. who's done yeah. some really sort of crazy psychotic roles so i feel like he's be fine for it and now he seems to be like at the appropriate age where like jarhead i think he would have been too young yeah and now he's more the appropriate age to do it so yeah. jake gyllenhaal all right jackie so um we have jake gyllenhaal and we have Josh Mario John as his uh, stunt double, body double. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how is this getting adapted? Okay, well, I said miniseries on HBO Max or Netflix, but I was just thinking about this single book. But mm-hmm. I know that you have different thoughts. Yeah, I'm saying I want this full Game of Thrones style. All right, I want it on HBO, not HBO Max. I want full HBO yeah. funding for this. Full series. Full tw- 10 to 12 episode series that they're going to make us wait three years before the next one comes out. I want that type of production on this. And we're talking about like, we're talking about like each book yeah. gets adapted all at yeah. once. They just throw everything in there because there's a lot of stuff in the series that happens simultaneously. Yeah. 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 Between book. Yeah. Get it all in there. And by yep. all, I mean flame. Yeah. And then later on, Ash. Little baby Ash. Maybe. Uh, little, little baby Ash. Little baby Ash. Aww. All right. So HBO has called up Tilly Cole and is like, I got you. Jake Gyllenhaal. We signed him. We got his body double. Um, we're going full balls to the wall with this. What scene has to be included or it's a no-go? Me first? Yeah. Because I stole it from you? Yes. You made a point to get in here first and get your grubby little hands okay. all over it. Okay. So. Well, this is just a testament to how good of friends we are because we think the same way. We are the same person. Mm-hmm. We both want the same thing. And that <laughs> is when Flame and Maddie meet for the first time. It's intense. After he brutally D- kills D- somebody and yeah. she comes out of some kind of torture chamber and it is like the cutest it? it is like the sweetest fluffiest cutest interaction there is but but the most backdrop, brutal at the yes, same time yeah. but the backdrop for it is just absolutely fucking wild it's fucking armageddon in the background yeah and she's just like and they're this, pink fluffy unicorns yeah blows my mind okay so we definitely have to have that and then So I picked this scene because I think it's not like a full-on cheating trope by any means because there has to be like expectations communicated and then broken for that to be cheating, right? So there's no cheating that's happening in this, all right? But it, it kind of like felt that way emotionally 
to me a little bit. So Styx has this, uh, what do they, they call them like a, like a sweet bud or something. I don't know. Like they're not, um, their wives or if they don't have wives, these are like the girls, like the skanky girls that just hang out at the motorcycle uh, club and club slut. Yeah, it is something. They all have like a different name for it. Yeah. Um, but he's like, I guess he's known her for a while and they're, they're close ish, but in a sort of like fuck boy way. Um, so he does have relations with this woman and then Salome shows up and obviously he's going through a whole slew of emotions because he's like this is the girl this has to be her you know he's doing that thing because he's a dude so he fucking sucks you know men um (laughs) (laughs) but like this other girl and I did kind of feel bad for her as well because she's thinking like well he's gonna love me we've been together so long and I do all this stuff for him (laughs) even the way that they found Salome is also like a slap in the face to this poor woman. I forget her name too. I don't even remember her name. That's so much I, I didn't care. I, I, I don't want to look it up. I'm sorry. Anyway, it's so bad. so there is a, there is a scene that happens, and it's not a spoiler. Don't worry. But she gets shot in the head, and it's so like unexpected. <laughs> they can't kind of get ambushed, right? And I think she's actually talking to Salome and she's she's very sweet too okay she's she's not she, like a vindictive she, I, she was bitch trying either. to apologize to May yeah like she's yeah. Just, just a sweet lady girl like she's younger but not that young so you, there's really nothing bad about her and this is why I feel terrible because when it happened I let out like the biggest sigh of relief and was like yeah <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh. this poor woman just got fucking sniped and I'm like Cool. All right. Don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> so I want that scene in the show. And it's HBO. And we're I mean, doing a Game of Thrones style. that could be a totally so. polarizing moment for people. I don't care. You could have like 50 million people watching. 25 million are just like, yeah. The other 25 million are like, oh my God, that's so sad. She's going to be like the Ned Stark of this. Yeah. Where they're going to fucking off her. But they're going to make you like root for her as well, yeah. right? Because that it does happen in the book. You're kind of like, oh, she doesn't really deserve this. Oh, that's no, she doesn't deserve yeah. this. And then she gets sniped and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And some people might be like, that's fine. I'm one yeah. of them. Some people might just be like, how do we continue with this story? <laughs> and if you are that person, we don't who have anything Who is her family common. and who is coming back for revenge? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've sniped off the side pieces. Maddie and Flame are meeting on the battlefield to do cute little fluffy things. Are we going to watch it? Uh, Yeah. When it comes on Sunday night at 9 o'clock on HBO? Yeah. And we got to be up at (laughs) 4. Duh. We're going to do a watch party, Bill. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm there. I am going to watch all of season one and then probably skip season two and go straight to season three when it comes out. All right, let's recap. Let's recap what we learned. So you have the MC romance. That is your motorcycle club romance. And for the most part, these are going to be pretty fucking dark. If you've seen Sons of Anarchy, think of that, but now more not censored (laughs) also 
it's the sort of um, second chance light trope where we have the lost and found love. And that's where they're just, she's throwing it in your face immediately in a prologue. And you're like, these two kids come together. You're like, we know that these are them. Like, we know where they're getting together, right? So if you're anxious like me, you can be comfortable and just wait, like, maximum chapter three. They're all, they're going to be, maybe the the story's not, they're not in love yet. There's also not guaranteed insta-love or anything like that. It's just the lost and found love. Also, though, it is, um, it's like that very convenient insta-tension. Because, you know, you always need a conflict. In a story to make it worthwhile right so you're already getting that up in the front you're like how are they gonna overcome this they're meant to be they're star-crossed lovers and it's like they kiss through a fence yeah it's not written in the stars okay and i also i just kind of think it's like the equivalent of lazy foreplay mm-hmm. where it's kind of like ha, yeah you ready let's go <laughs> that's what it reminds me of but i'm also not against it not judging i enjoyed it I yeah liked no it. i did I liked all of it. Okay. Next week, we are jumping into probably one of our favorite genres. And that is the paranormal romance, but with vampires. Yay. You put vampires in anything, it makes it all better. Except for Twilight. Actually, I will argue that if Twilight was not with vampires and still just high school students, I still argue that vampires made it better. I will give you that. Thank you. Thank you. So next week, yeah, we are uh, we are gonna hop into the vampires with the filthy rich vampires, which is something that one of my Twitter mutuals sent me, and I was because I was in a bad reading slump. And I said, okay, I pulled it up. I was addicted, and then I shoved it down Jackie's throat, and now and she's. And I totally, totally accepted it. Yeah. So you know, until then, uh, be smutty. Uh, bye. bye.